0: When you're going to hit bottom, I'm going to join you down there. And that's what it takes for a husband and wife, because you're going to have financial troubles, illnesses, the kids are going to go off the deep end. you got to join each other in the pit, and going to take both of you, lifting each other up to climb out of that pit. Your marriage will be stronger because of it.
1: Welcome to this week's First Person program. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and today my guest is author and radio producer Jay Payleitner, whose latest book is titled, What If God Wrote Your Bucket List? We'll get started with the conversation in just a minute. The simple idea behind this weekly radio show is that we want you to meet people from all walks of life who are motivated in what they do by the love of God, who has changed them and redeemed them to live for His purposes. So each week, you'll hear a different story as people share how they serve God. Our website has more information at firstpersoninterview.com. You can see the schedule of upcoming guests and browse back through the archive of past interviews to listen to at any time. Or use our smartphone app for smartphones and tablets available in your app store. My guest today is a friend and has been for a long time as we've worked in radio together. But Jay Payleitner is also an author with several books to his credit, including What If God Wrote Your Bucket List? As Jay joined me in the studio, I told him of my admiration for him. As a dad.
0: Well, thank you. I, I, will, I will wear that badge with honor, as a matter of fact. Uh, actually, I'd hope you'd say he's the greatest producer in the history, <laughs> greatest producer and creative dude
1: I've ever worked with. Well, but, all but, those no, things, no, too, but. But I'll, I'll
0: take that. You know what? And uh, I, I got five kids, and somehow. Uh, God gave me this awesome wife, and together, we they're turning out pretty well. Yeah, actually, And when your kids do better than you, are doing better things, that's like, Isn't oh, that the truth? what a blessing. What Isn't a that blessing.
1: the truth? Well, we've known each other since those kids were small, mm. and now they've got kids of their own. Yep. Uh, you've got how many grandchildren?
0: I have uh Three grandkids you and, and uh, four, actually, now by the time this is airing, <laughs> okay. I think, probably, uh, if God, as God uh, provides.
1: All right. Well, I want all of my listening friends to hear your story today. Hmm. And I, sorry, I'm sorry it's taken so long to get to you on, you know, this program is about five years old now. And I should have talked to you sooner. But, uh, again, thanks for coming. Just Let's just talk about where life began for you Um, even spiritually, where did things begin for you?
0: Well, I can uh, absolutely confirm, looking back on all the weird angles and things gone through my life that God uses it all. (laughs) Um, And I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, and I was a really good Catholic kid. Um, I, I think I missed Mass from between, between the time I was maybe seven years old. And in my late 20s, I missed Mass maybe twice.
1: Are you going to tell me you were Sunday an altar mass. boy in the Whoa,
0: whole... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but even through that, I boy, I... the there was something there was something else waiting for me there was something mm. else I had to grab onto um, you know what if you if you sit in if you get up and go to church every Sunday morning you're gonna get something out of it mm-hmm. and, uh, and I and I certainly did but uh, but you I, longed for more you, yes. you told me well exactly right um, uh, that you get these bites of scripture when you when you're when you're when you grown up Catholic I went to Catholic school even and you go man there's something else and you get a little truth you know Isaiah 55 I guess it is uh, you send out God's word it always produces fruit and, and there was some fruit Coming in my life, mm-hmm. I was a good kid, um, maybe too good sometimes. <laughs> I think <laughs> you but, followed all the rules. Right, in, huh? But um, uh, when I was uh, I, as I was growing up, I actually um, a uh, our youth pastor at uh, where, where I went to, where I was volunteering. I was the, the the hip young dad with two little boys at home, but I was ministering to the in my ignorance. I was ministering to the um, to the teenagers, but our youth pastor. Went to uh, Wheaton College. He had his degree from Wheaton College. And, um, and eventually, uh, lifting weights one morning, uh, he uh, led me, uh, surrendered my life to Christ. I really understood the gospel and grace and my need as a mm. sinner. Mm. A stunning thing. And I, and I will always be grateful to Frank for doing that. The but you were a
1: young married man with yeah, children. Exactly right. Exactly when that right.
0: Happened. And coincidentally, at the same time as my faith was growing, I was uh, on Michigan Avenue. I mean, I, I had some terrible jobs. I sold photocopiers. <laughs> Remember the slick paper, the old slick paper? Oh, sure. Uh, for for A.B. Dick. Hi, I'm the A.B. Dick man. Don't buy that Xerox or Minolta or the trusted brand. Buy my A.B. Dick copier. Then I sold law books carrying a 28-pound briefcase around the city of Chicago. To, oh, it's terrible.
1: Somehow but, I can see that, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I ended up... Uh, uh, in advertising, uh, you know, uh, doing, uh, uh, doing TV commercials with Mike Ditka from Midway yeah. Airlines. You were one of the big agencies in Chicago. Big, one of the big agencies in Chicago. Uh, and my faith was growing, and I was praying with my boys, my little two little boys at home. I've got five kids now, but two little boys at home. And and, I, and the long commute was killing me back and forth. Uh, and so uh, I ended up, God dragged me to this little Christian ad agency uh, in Wheaton, Illinois, mm-hmm. and you've been there. Uh, yep, that's you'd, where you'd, we met, actually. That's where then. we met. It yeah. was Domain Communications. Ladies and gentlemen, think about this. Okay, a Catholic boy uh, who ha- who has found Christ already. I've accepted Christ as my Savior. I totally get it. Uh, they assigned me the job of launching a new radio program with Josh McDowell. I didn't know who Josh McDowell <laughs> was at the time. <laughs> I never told anybody that.
1: You probably, you probably. <laughs> I but, think we just uh, made news. But, but we
0: but we, uh, we, brought in Wayne Shepherd, the legendary Wayne Shepherd, who wasn't legendary at the time. No,
1: and still am not. But, uh.
0: <laughs> um, and uh, so I learned a
1: ton from you doing stuff with the Salvation Army. But here's what I remember about you as a producer, Jay. You always brought a different viewpoint than the rest of us who grew up in the church. Well, yes. And and looked at things the way we looked at things. And you came in with a totally fresh perspective on um, things, uh, well, and with an ad, advertising man's well, pers- perspective um, and, as well. And,
0: and I think you know uh, God may have orchestrated some of that. I think that was a very healthy perspective. So I'm sitting here learning from all these. Uh, I'm, I'm I had to read scripture for my job. I had to dig into scripture and, 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 and ponder biblical truths for a career. It wasn't too much longer after that that I ended up at the non-denominational church at okay, the Edge of Town. you made the transition. I dragged my kid, my family to a big evangelical non-denominational church.
1: Well, I, I and I know how uh, how actively you've been involved in church through the years, but. That transition uh, must have been tough on your folks because you were oh, raised in the Catholic uh, Church. Well,
0: that's that's a really uh, good insight. Um, but listen, my dad, who passed away just a few years ago, my dad. I got to tell you, well, think about this for a second. Uh, by by this time, I have a, a a freshman in high school who is at the is getting fed at the uh, at the at our church by the, by a awesome by a youth pastor, and he chose my my freshman high school son comes home and says, Dad, I'm gonna get baptized. <laughs> now we'd had already done that to him fifteen years earlier. <laughs> and uh and so it was kind of weird for, for me even, because I yeah. you know, wasn't that it wasn't part of my
1: Sure, you had to reprocess history. that I understand. Re- exactly, sure. that's yeah. a good
0: word, reprocess. My son, Alec, invited invited my mother and father to his adult baptism. Hmm. And my dad scratches his head for a second, paused, didn't answer quickly, didn't, it goes, you know? This is my Catholic dad. You know, if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for my grandson.
1: Oh, so there you go. Um That's wonderful. Yes, that's and so I, so I just I, that, that's important to know all that because that's that's made you who you are. Well, yeah.
0: yes, thank you. You're exactly right. Um uh and uh, the the journey I look back and say God used those discoveries mm-hmm. um, uh, to, uh, to minister to all the people, all my friends, yeah. new friends and old friends.
1: It's actually kind of refreshing, again, and that's the purpose of this program, to see how God works in people's lives. And it's refreshing to hear that story mm. uh, honestly told yeah, thank uh, you. of what happened in your life. What are some of the things you learned along the way?
0: I learned that uh, you can take uh, major market advertising principles and apply them to Christian media. So uh, I was coming in and, and doing things on radio that hadn't been done before in Christian media. This is back before—I uh, mean, I, we, I started back when, when having a, a percussion track— yeah. On, a, on a Christian radio program was pretty was pretty an amazing thing
1: oh I remember <laughs> but,
0: but um but again uh, uh, you know God wants us to use our gifts God wants yeah. us to create and and to, to grow and be who we are and challenge ourselves and maybe push the push the boxes a little bit
1: well what I recall too is when we worked together with Josh McDowell I mean Josh has always been out front talking about the issues before parents know that there are even issues but he was he came along with the why Wait campaign
0: well okay. talking
1: openly about teens and sex and that took wasn't something you talked about openly
0: um, in those and, days. Uh, that was
1: breaking new ground. And
0: again, if you think about that, I'm sure you'd learned from Josh. And, and I heard myself talking to my own kids, uh, biblical principles that I learned from Josh about sexual purity and mm-hmm. chastity and, yeah. and modesty and that kind of thing. Right. And I'm sure you did with your, with your two kids as well. Right. Uh, and I even brought some of that uh, into my own uh, ministry too. What a blessing that was for me to sit there. With Josh and you, mm-hmm. and, uh, and produced 14, we all, we 14 all learned 14, We all
1: learned as we went, didn't for, we? For 14 years, we did yeah, that program. Yeah. Jay, uh, also, I know that you learned to love stories. Stories are a big part. I mean, you told us your story in part mm. here today. Stories are very important to you, aren't they?
0: Well, um, yeah, stories, but not long. I, I could never write a, a novel. <laughs> the, the idea of sitting down and writing a 70,000-word novel is not even in my ability. I've written 20 books, but um, uh, I take – the idea of advertising is what you get a minute, thirty seconds, or a minute to tell a story, and then uh, for uh, for the National Center for Fathering, I, over the last twenty some years, I've I've co-written a little three-minute pieces of of
1: uh, of teachings for dad. So, uh, using stories. Well, give me an example of how you use story to illustrate and teach a principle, it, it may, maybe in the arena of fathering. Well.
0: Um, Uh, In my book, 52 Things, Kids Need from a Dad, which is my best-selling book, I I tell this story. I tell lots of stories. But one of them is, and I tell it in front of an audience, I'll hold up a little three-inch, four-inch wrestling trophy. And it says – and I blow the dust off and I say, JV – uh, first place champion, championship trophy. And I earned this trophy my, my, uh, my junior year of high school. So being, being, uh, getting a JV trophy, first place. Wait a minute, you blew the dust off. Well, it. <laughs> no, well, okay. But my uh, folks, my mom and dad came to most of my wrestling matches, but this was uh, down the uh, river and it was uh, Saturday, so they didn't come. So this is before cell phones. So I came home and held the trophy off my dad and showed it to him, first place. I mean, I'm, I'm a junior varsity as a junior. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. not really impressive, <laughs> but but again, I showed up. I, I beat everybody in my an weight accomplishment. class. sure. He said, "Well, maybe next year you can get a varsity trophy." Oh no! Oh, uh, there's a great verse, uh, Romans twelve fifteen. Uh, rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that moment, and this is a, this is a great lesson for any dad's listening or any parents listening. If your kids are celebrating something celebrate in the moment with them.
1: Enter into that moment with and, them. And yeah. if, they're, if, yeah. they're, if,
0: they're, if they're broken about something, broken, you know, oh, Dad, I didn't make the high school swing choir. Ah, yeah. you didn't want to sing with those guys anyways. Go play football. You know, that's not right. If, you know, if a kid is, is shooting for something, yeah. and if, if they, Dad, I didn't get into, the, oh, Dad, I didn't get into this college. Ah, you or, or worse, Dad, I got into this college. Dad, I got into this college. Well, I was hoping you'd go to my alma mater or to this different school. No, you know what? When your kids uh, uh, have, uh experience an emotion, join them in that emotion. Weep with those who weep and laugh with those who laugh. Rejoice with those who rejoice. A good word for dads.
1: We'll continue our conversation with my friend Jay Payleitner coming up today on First Person. This weekly program is produced in cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company. Together, we are committed to telling the stories of Christ at work in the nations of the world. FEBC broadcasts the gospel in nearly 50 of those countries, reaching people in over 100 languages, introducing them to God's love and discipling them through God's word. To learn more about FEBC and its broadcasts, please visit FirstPersonInterview.com and click the banner FEBC. That's FirstPersonInterview.com. My guest today is Jay Payleitner. Jay is a friend and a published author of some, what'd you say, 20 books already? 20 books. Uh, what do you find time to do all that? <laughs> um, it's what I do now. Uh, yeah. I, I got to tell you, Jay, whatever you do, you seem to tackle with your whole heart. Uh, you don't do anything half heartedly
0: Uh That is the only way to do it. It's that old. Um... It's that old verse from Ecclesiastes. Uh, whatever, you, whatever your hand finds to do, mm-hmm. do it with all your might. Yeah.
1: But when did you know you wanted to write books? I mean, you were always writing ad copy and radio scripts and that sort of thing. Well, when see, did the When did the books happen?
0: I don't write books, Wayne. <laughs> what I do is write fifty-two short chapters, fifty-two oh, articles, okay. fifty-two things kids need from a dad. It's really just fifty-two, you know, little three-page. Three page thoughts, you know, things that we need to do as dads with st- stories. And, and it gives me a chance to, uh, to have some fun on some chapters and be very serious in some chapters.
1: All right. Well, your latest non book <laughs> is What If God <laughs> Wrote Your Bucket List? What if God Wrote Your Bucket what List? What a creative thing to think about.
0: Well, where, where did that come from? Well, um, uh, most of my books have been on relationships, parenting and marriage relationships. And I would have uh, guys come up to me when I'm speaking in front of groups, and they were just kind of broken. And I realized that they had to—and we all do—before we can really fix our relationships with our families and our friends and our colleagues and workplace, we need to get right with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can, we can have great success in life and in careers, and, and even we can have our kids turn out to be great leaders and scholars. And, and if they don't know and if we don't know what God has for our lives— uh, we're uh, we're yeah. missing the boat. So it
1: starts there. Yeah. But when you think of a bucket list, when I think of a bucket list, I think of you know climb Mount Everest. <laughs> you know, sure. I, that's 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 what I think of when I think a bucket list. But you turned it around in my mind. Well, sure. You Let's... got me thinking about what what does God want?
0: From well, you? certainly. And if we uh, took a straw poll of everybody listening right now, yeah, swimming with the dolphins. I need to get my PhD. I want to see the Grand Canyon. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, there's, no, there's, no, I mean, no. those are great to have these goals and things to do with your life. Um, bucket lists, uh, I guess they're not they're not inherently evil. But if they distract you from what God's purpose is for your life, then you know what? Maybe maybe they are. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess here's the thought, ladies and gentlemen, don't expect to check off every item on your bucket list <laughs> and look back and say, "Man, that was a great life," because. Uh, you're not going to find that satisfaction. You need to, you need to know what, what,
1: God, what God wants for your life. You tell a story in your book about camping when you were just a kid, about 10 years old.
0: Um, ex- yes. Uh, my family uh, from the Chicago area drove back and forth to Albuquerque, New Mexico to see my grandparents. And uh camping trip is great fun. On the way back, and if you think about weather, weather patterns, on the way back, we were chasing a storm. And every day, again, this is a, like a five day trip back, a five day trip across the country, going from west to east. We'd see, we were driving, we'd see the storm ahead. We'd drive through the storm, set up camp overnight in the in the dry, cook dinner,
1: and the storm and, would come. And the storm would come through <laughs> over, overnight, Bottle right on your tail.
0: <laughs> uh, and uh, we'd be flooded out. Right in the camp, the tent is dripping, and this, and then we'd kind of pack up a wet tent. <laughs> And then we would get on the road and drive some more. And what would happen then? The same storm. <laughs> and, and we'd say, uh, there's a storm coming up. And my mom and dad would have the same conversation. Well, should we stop now before we get to Now I need to make our time. need to get back. So five days in a row, Wayne, we <laughs> drove through that storm. <laughs> One of those days happened to be a Sunday. I already told you that I was a good Catholic boy growing up. And we needed to find a place to go to church that morning because that's what we did. We pulled up. So my mom and dad dragged us in, wet clothes, you know, stinking camping gear, <laughs> camping. And the, the the six of us, we kind of sat in a pew. This little boy, 10-year-old boy, was kind of pondering this whole thing, what he had experienced with the storm, God's power. I mean, the lightning flashing every night, all night on the road, sitting there in the back of a church. But that was just a really turning point for me, going, wow, there's something here. This is not just made up. Hmm. And I honor my mom and dad for a... Uh, for for that commitment now, uh, you know what you can go you can go to church and, and and it'd be meaningless.
1: Yeah, I understand, but I don't remember too many things when I was ten years old. That made an impression yeah, on you, didn't yeah. it? What um, what what's the what's the lesson in terms of the bucket well, list that you learned?
0: Well, um, hey, you know what? Uh, storms are coming, and God allows that rain to fall on every one of us. And you know Matthew seven, uh, the rains come, the uh, streams rise, the wind blows. And you know what the 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 people in the homes that survive have built that foundation on a rock, so yeah. And in the book, I kind of say, you know, that's a good great lesson. But you know what? Once in a while, Wayne, we need to choose choose to drive through the storm.
1: Mm. Also, you told us earlier you were a salesman Mm. at one point in your life, (laughs) but less than successful, shall we say?
0: (laughs) Well. Uh, and I think I also said that God uses it all. I look back at that and, uh, and say, you know what? We're all going to have some credit in our life, the good stuff and the bad stuff. Uh, I was a terrible salesman. I, I didn't make my quotas. I, I, I was a failure. I can remember my two little boys and my wife sitting on the floor. I can picture it still. They were sitting on the floor in my, in my living room at the house where the wind came through the walls. Like for, <laughs> and we were two months behind in our mortgage. I was standing in the, in the kitchen doorway there. And my wife, my bride who loves me. She looked up at me and said, Jay, I don't have faith in you anymore. Mm-hmm. We were close. Our marriage was solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had both found, found Christ at that point in our lives. We knew we weren't going to separate, but I needed to hear that honesty from her. Here's the point there. Husbands and wives, because I do have this ministry that I also have to husbands and wives, uh, with marriages. Um, when you're going hit bottom, and I was hitting bottom, I wasn't at the bottom of this pit. She wasn't, she, she was saying... I'm going to join you down there. Yeah. And that's what it takes for a husband and wife because mm-hmm. you're going to have financial troubles, illnesses. Your kids are going to go off the deep end. Teenagers are going to make bad decisions. you got to join each other in the pit because it's taking going to take both of you crawling, lifting each other up to climb out of that pit. And then your, your marriage will be stronger because of it. And that's that whole idea of bad stuff happens. Uh, we're, we need to we need to be overcomers, and you need to be partnering with your with the people, the Christians in your life, and your and your spouse. Am I preaching too much here, Wayne? No, here, here's <laughs> what
1: I, here's what I hear you saying. Uh, you're saying that when we think of a bucket list, we think of doing fun things and exotic things. Sure. You think of what God might want for us, which could include some brokenness along the way.
0: Um, yeah, and, and, and how dare I even think that I know what God wants for our lives? I mean, how dare uh, I? I know what you we, mean. We can, we can search scripture, yeah, we yeah. can pray, we can. Okay,
1: let me restate that. You know from experience yes. that God can take the bad things and turn it to good. What, what does it, Romans 8.28 say, right?
0: Right, All things work, work together for good for those, who are, for those who are called according to his purpose. <laughs> but we could use a whole another theological.
1: Jay, story. you're called.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, exactly. Um, that's a realization we have to have. I mean, the book is, What If God Wrote Your Bucket List? And, and it's not so much things to do, it's realizations that we have to have. Like, there is a God, that uh, there is an eternity, that prayer is not just talking to yourself, that there's a God who's listening, and, and that we can live in hope, uh, uh, even in desperate situations, that there is a truth, that, that we can know the truth. So these are understand- things we need to grab onto, and that's the 52 chapters.
1: Jay, hmm. I'm almost out of time, hmm. but for the person who's been listening to this, and we've been talking about uh, God writing our bucket list, what, where do we start with that? What do, what do we do with that?
0: Make plans. Have five-year plans. Have things you want to do. You know, have things on your bucket list that you will get applause for. That's yeah. fine.
1: And things that will stretch you as well.
0: Um, uh, take risks and, and have high expectations for yourself and your family but you know what here's maybe the key is also expect the unexpected hmm. uh, because uh, what's that great uh, uh, Proverbs 16 I think it is uh, God makes our plans yep. but the, uh, Proverbs but, but, but the man Lord... plans
1: his way but the Lord directs his steps <laughs> yep.
0: so never stop praying
1: never stop that communication with God never stop pursuing God's will be open to God writing your bucket list.
0: I I, I think so. That's probably uh, job one. Keep working. Keep pursuing excellence. But exactly that. Let God uh, be open to God writing your bucket list.
1: You've written a poem that I would like to ask you to read as we close our conversation.
0: What is on your bucket list? The stuff you simply can't resist. Things to do before you die. Stuff you want to do or at least want to try. Like, see the splash of a humpback whale. Hike the Appalachian Trail, chase a tornado, see an erupting volcano, stand on the equator, wrestle an alligator, dye your hair blonde, run a marathon, race with a cheetah, see the Mona Lisa, write your name in wet cement, cross the ocean in a zeppelin, patch things up with your daughter-in-law, walk behind a waterfall... Dinner at the Ritz, give and get the perfect kiss, ride London's Tube, solve a Rubik's Cube, visit Stonehenge, walk across Abbey Road with three friends. Front row tickets to see Yanni, fold a flock of cranes in origami, scuba dive the Great Barrier Reef, maybe just turn over a new leaf. These are not bad things to shoot for, and if they're on your list, I'm going to root for you to achieve a few of them. But the question is, what will you do then? You thought a full life would be your destiny, but finish your list and your bucket is empty. Maybe a better question is, what if God wrote your bucket
1: list? Our first-person guest today has been Jay Payleitner, and we'll have additional information about what you've heard at FirstPersonInterview.com. Today's conversation and many others are all available for streaming online at FirstPersonInterview.com, plus they're available through our app for smartphones and tablets. Download it free from your app store. For information about upcoming guests and topics, please visit our webpage, FirstPersonInterview.com, and take a little time to visit us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash first person interview. Again, Facebook.com slash first person interview. This program is produced in cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company, which shares our goal of telling the gospel story and proclaiming Christ to listeners everywhere. Find out more at firstpersoninterview.com. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us next time for First Person.